So as we walk, and, and in our walk, there can be times that we're challenged. There's times that we can be confused, but may we understand that clarity that only Christ can give, regardless of circumstances, regardless of situations. He truly is the steady one that can lead us as we walk. Hi there. Welcome to this episode of the His Hill Podcast, and thanks for joining us. My name is Kelly Darty, and I'm your host. You know, throughout Scripture, we find that God would have His people walk with Him. We find this true from the beginning in Genesis 3.8 when we read, They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. God had actually come to walk with them in the cool of the day. And then again in Genesis 17.1, Now when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. Micah 6, 8, he has told you, O oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? And then in the New Testament, Galatians 5, 16, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. And then in Ephesians 4, verse 1, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, employ you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. And that's just some of the references. So being that walking in the Lord or with the Lord or true to the Lord is referenced so much in Scripture, I think it's a good idea for us to ask the question, how is my walk with the Lord? We have returning guest Frank Sarone with us today who will encourage us to take some time and consider this question, how is my walk with the Lord? Frank is a good friend of mine whom I've known for almost 40 years. He's at his hill this week as our guest lecturer, so his schedule is busy, but he's agreed to put some time aside and join us for this episode. And for that, I want to say thank you to him. So without any further ado, here's Frank. Well, it's that time of the year when we begin with New Year's resolutions. And I don't know if you have kept your New Year's resolution at this point, but uh, for some it might be certain diet, for others it might be exercising, for others it might be whatever uh, you're setting as a goal. Many people set a goal to walk so much a day, so much a week, so much in a month. And um, I was just looking at a an app that I have on my uh, cell phone, and it said that last week I walked average every day 9,839 steps, a walk. And as I was thinking about a walk, a walk really shows how many steps we take. Every day we walk. And as I think about it in my own life, I think of how many places have I walked through? How many people have I walked through? with through life. Chris and I had the incredible privilege uh, at the end of October, beginning of November, uh, to go with a study tour over to Israel, to the nation of Israel. And we spent 10 days of walking (laughs) from the moment we got up in the morning to the moment we went to sleep at night. We just walked and walked and walked. We walked through amazing places 
the Bible really came alive to us, the places that we walked, where Scripture showed where God's people walked, and God's Son walked and ministered, and Christ Himself had an incredible ministry, and we walked around the Sea of Galilee, we walked through Jerusalem, we walked through Bethlehem, we walked up in the area of Nazareth, and it was really enriching to us an incredible memory of walking where Christ walked. Our grandchildren, Chris and I have two new grandchildren. Uh, they're a year old, nearly, um, in which Liliana and uh, Dawson Beckett, both are beginning to take their first steps, uh, which first steps of walking, and life will truly be an adventure as they begin to walk. But as I think about the word walk, I think of throughout Scripture, in which right from the beginning, Adam and Eve walked with God, as we see in the Garden of Eden. We see different expressions throughout Scripture where men and women walked with God. And so I just want to take some time and look at Scripture and what does it mean to walk? What do we learn from that? And a walk truly is dependence and delighting. And as we depend upon God and as we delight in Him, we're able to walk with Him in His power and for His purpose and by his presence through us. What an incredible expression that we see throughout Scripture. In the book of Psalms, uh, beginning at Psalm 25, verse 4 and 5, it says this, in which David says, Make me know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you're the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day. In which the, the psalmist here is saying, Teach me. And in this expression, it's a directed walk. May I learn to walk with you, Lord. It's a directed walk. Over in Proverbs chapter 4, and in Proverbs chapter 4, the expression of Solomon here, Proverbs chapter 4 and beginning at verse 25 and 26, it says this, Let your eyes look directly ahead, and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. And so Solomon speaking this proverb, he says, guard me, guard me, Lord, guard each step that I take. It's a disciplined walk. So as we begin every day, a teachable walk, allowing the Lord to direct our steps. It's a guarded walk, guard me. It's a disciplined walk as we walk with our eyes fixed and focused on him. And then in Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16, in which Jeremiah, the words of the Lord speaking to Jeremiah, it says this, Stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it. And I love this promise. And you will find rest for your souls. I don't know where you are today. Maybe you're at the beginning of something. May you call upon Christ right now to be your source of wisdom as you begin a new walk in a situation or a relationship, an endeavor, allowing him to give you the instruction to walk. Maybe for some of us, maybe you're at a crossroads in your life and you're wondering what to do next at that crossroads May Christ be as our source of wisdom, and he gives us direction. 
Maybe for others, you're looking from above and you're overviewing something in your life right now and you're needing to call upon Christ to be your source of perspective in which from that mountaintop, wisdom gives us perspective. From a crossroad, wisdom gives us as it would be direction. And as we begin something new, wisdom, Christ himself, gives us instruction. And as you think of the many places that you've walked in life, you know, maybe you've walked on a mountaintop, maybe you've walked on the beach. I know in my life, I think of the various places I've walked in the countryside. I've walked in various countries, but also in a figurative way, I've walked through many challenges. I've walked through many joys and many challenges of life. I've walked through things that have been exciting. I've walked through things that have been scary. I've walked through things that might appear to be disappointing. But any disappointment that we're faced with, any discouragement that we might be faced with, as we walk through that with the presence of Christ and by his power, may we understand that any disappointment in God's eyes, becomes an appointment for him to demonstrate his strength and sufficiency for whatever we face. The book of Ephesians, in which Paul divides up, really this book of Ephesians, of the first three chapters of how much we've been blessed in him and how we've been blessed in him in so many ways. Now chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter chapter 6, he speaks about now walk in in his way. Walk as a man and a woman of God, fully dependent upon him. And in Ephesians chapter 5 and beginning at verse 15, it says this, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And I love that expression that Paul says there in verse 15, be careful. And so may our lives be as a careful walk and a cautious talk. Careful how you walk, not as unwise men, not, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. And that commandment there in verse 17 says, so then do not be foolish. And that expression means do not be self-sufficient. Do not be full of yourself. Because every time we're full of ourselves, we will always make a fool out of ourselves. Whether it's a fool by what we think, by what we say, and how we act. In which Christ desires to fill us. As it goes on there, understand what the will of the Lord is. And I love that expression in, in verse 18. It says, but be filled with the Spirit. And it's that present participle, but being, being, being filled. It's a continual process. Every step, every breath that we take in which we allow him to fill us in that moment. So as we walk, and and in our walk, there can be times that we're challenged. There's times that we can be confused, but may we understand that clarity that only Christ can give regardless of, of circumstances, regardless of situations, he truly is the steady one that can lead us as we walk. As you go on in the book of Ephesians and various other epistles, you'll see that this walk in wisdom is a walk that is anchored in truth, in which the world in which we live, as we look around today, it's filled with so many lies, it's filled with instability, but our strength is anchored 
as in the truth of who Christ is. And as we walk in him, that walk through us will shine his light. That walk through us will share his love in the world in which we live. Now, a walk is something that as you you look at children, they begin. And as children begin, there is a dependency that takes place. And, and just watching our grandson just recently take his first steps, we were watching him step out, but he was walking right towards his mother, in which she gave as a, a real source of stability and security and is unknown as he was taking those steps and he was shaking in those steps, but he found that comfort as he was walking towards her. And so in our lives, maybe right now you're going through something physical, you're going through something social, you're going through something emotional, relational, financial. And in your life right now, you, you see that it is on, you know, you're in a moment of confusion, you're in a challenging experience. And in that moment, may we find the stability as we walk in Christ, as we're anchored into him. Any problem we face, any obstacle that's in front of us. May we see that obstacle as an expression and an opportunity for God to demonstrate his incredible grace and sufficiency for whatever we face. Now, as we walk, um, you know, we really, we walk whether we are intentionally understanding where we're going or we just walk every day wherever we might be going, but we take one step at a time. I remember at Bible school, there would be different times in the year. The students would have what they would call a talent show. And uh, the students would have fun on a Friday night in which they would uh, have various talents that they would put on display. But it seems like almost every talent show, they would have fun making fun of us as teachers. In which uh, the students would get up, one or two of them, and they would get up um, on the stage and they might try to dress like us. They might try to talk like us. They might try to act like us. And uh, many ways they'd have fun making fun of me doing that. But then also, not only dressing like me or talking like me or acting like me, many of them would try to walk like me. <laughs> in which, when I walk, I have kind of this bounce in my step, as it might be. And I just do it naturally. I don't even think about it, but I have this kind of bounce in my step as I walk. And so these students would observe me, they would watch me, they would try to act like me, dress like me, talk like me, and they would try to walk like me. But a question I would ask, who are the only people that can walk like me? The students were able to mimic me, the students were able to try to be like me, but the only people in my life that can walk exactly like me are our children, in which, you know, you could watch any of our children at any time, and one or two of our sons in particular, they throw their feet out of, the, uh, out of bed in the morning, and they're walking to the, to the kitchen, or they're walking to the bathroom, and they walk with that bounce, <laughs> in which they don't even have to think about the bounce, they don't even have to think about the walk, but in a lot of ways, they walk just like me. And the only way they can walk like me, it's not because they practice to walk like me or they try to observe how I walk. They walk like me because in many ways, they truly have my life in them. And it's my life as DNA in them that is walking through them. And they have that DNA that they've inherited as being a member of our family. 
And we as Christians might think, how can we walk like Christ? Or how can we try to be like Christ? And it's not a walk like Christ, or it's not trying to be like Christ, but we allow his life within us to walk through us. And so every day, whenever we're faced with a situation, we're faced with a decision, in that moment, may we walk with wisdom. That, that wisdom in the moment is like a microscope of the detail in the present, but it's also like a telescope for the distance. It's God's eyes in the present, it's God's eyes for the future, and it's fully dependent upon Him. No longer should we be childish and demanding what we want, but may we be childlike depending upon what God wants, what Christ wants for each one of us. Then as you see in the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, speaking about this walk that begins the moment we receive Christ in our conversion, all that we need is all that Christ is. We receive that, that life in our conversion. And in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says this, Therefore, Paul speaking to a group of believers that in a world that was so confusing, in a world that in that Roman Empire had many thoughts, many philosophies, many influences, but Paul sharing with them is keeping the centrality of Christ in whatever circumstance or challenge you're faced with today. And he says this, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having That's something that has taken place. That's a guarantee. Having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. As Krista and I enjoyed walking through the promised land of Israel, many, many memories And just excitement as we read scripture now. The Bible just comes alive as we think about Christ at the Sea of Galilee, walking up in the mountainside there and teaching his disciples. As we watch our grandchildren taking their first steps in which there is excitement there and they are thrilled in taking those steps and life is going to be an adventure ahead of them. Many steps of the past, many steps of the future to take, Today, may we practice the presence of Christ in the presence of life, not living in the then and there of the past or the then and there of the future, but may we live and walk in the here and now of the present. And as Paul says, we have been rooted. We are now being built up and we will overflow with gratitude. And my encouragement to each one of us today May we understand as we walk that we've been rooted down. We are now being built up. And may we live a life that is overflowing out with his life and his hope in a world that is needing his life, his hope, in a world that is challenged with hatred. May his love shine through us. In a world that is filled with hopelessness, may his hope be seen through us. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the His Hill podcast, featuring Frank Cerrone, one of our guest speakers here at the Hill. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Frank and that his words were uplifting to you. 
If you take a drive up towards the hilltop, you may notice that something about the view is different. Our old gym that held countless hours of summer games, two-step nights, and camp closing ceremonies has officially been taken down to make room for a new gym. Our hope for this new gym is that it will help us better serve the Lord and those who come through here for Bible school, camp, and retreats. We are so thankful for all the donations that have been made to make this new project possible, and we are grateful to the Lord for how He has blessed the process so far. If you would like to see updates on the gym project, be sure to give us a follow on Instagram or Facebook. You've been listening to the His Hill podcast featuring our host, Kelly Doherty, along with Frank Cerrone. Thank you so much for tuning in with us this week. Remember to keep your eyes fixed on Christ alumni. I'm Lizzie, and we'll see you next week.